G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Vision 180. Live different. Different. It's so great to chat to you, Taya. So where are you calling from now? Yeah, so my husband and I actually moved to America on the 3rd of January. Oh, no way. Really? It's kind of, it's a, I mean, it's a God story. It's a crazy um, step of obedience. Uh, And, you know, when we say yes to Jesus, it's never just a one-time thing, but it's like a a surrendered life. Yay. So, um, yeah, I mean, we are currently living in a home that, this is going to sound crazy, but it, it is crazy, classic Jesus. We were gifted a home six months rent-free um, oh, here wow. in, in Newport Beach um, that if we wanted wow. to off the plane, it's ours. And it, and this was gifted to us two days. Um, the offer was there two days after my husband and I had been on FaceTime to each other. He was in hotel quarantine back in um, Sydney, Australia, and I was still in Nashville finishing my record. And I just asked the question, hey, are we moving to America? Which is weird because I'm Australian and I've never desired to live in America. And my husband's, you know, the most Australian, he's from the Northern Beaches, which it's the most beautiful area. Like we're about to head into, you know, having kids and all that. So it doesn't really make much sense. But he said yes. And then I felt like the Holy Spirit leaned in and was like, mm-hmm. So then I like freaked out. <laughs> so I was like, what is this happening? And I, got mad and I was like, are you kidding me? Like how long have you been thinking this? And so I went to church just in Nashville two days later and saw, you know, um, a couple that had been responsible for getting us out of Australia the month before with this insane opportunity in Italy and just crazy God stuff. And I just saw them because they're like family. I just said, by the way, apparently I'm moving to America. So there's that. And I had said it was just a terrible <laughs> attitude that I had, like just sarcastic. And um, I got moved to another conversation. And five minutes later, they just looked at me and they said, "We've got a house, six months rent free. It's yours if you want home to walk into us the plane." No way. So that's why we're here. <laughs> that's so cool. Well, that's a definitely a God confirmation when that happens. You're like, "All right, I guess I'm meant to go." Yeah. So we've just, you know, we sold everything. We. Don't have anything like I, you know, my mom even gave me like my little baby photo books and everything. So we're here um, for as long as the Lord would have us be here and we're just being obedient. And even though it's a crazy space to be in, you know, I think I said it before, you say yes to Jesus, but it's not a one time thing. It's a life. Where's Eugene Peterson? You know, a life, it's an obedience. A long obedience in the same direction. So exciting. I'm so happy for you guys. So has your husband moved over already? Yes, yes. We both we both left um, in the middle of one of the lockdowns. Just it definitely, you know, Omicron was getting spread around Australia like nothing else. Oh, so it still is. Yep. <laughs> and it's crazy that, you know, even that, like, we didn't get it. And so we were able to board the plane and we had a negative COVID test and yeah, just wild. So we're both over here and my husband has been such a gift during this whole process 
um, you know, he called this our album about a year ago and I just melted on the inside because it's just felt like God's kindness that, um, you know, because it's, it's, there's a creative stewardship of this, but then also, you know, we have no idea what's going to happen at the end of this or, you know, how God wants to use it or not, you know, and both are fine because that's his, you know, domain and he can do whatever he wants. Um, but, you know, there's stewardship and, you know, setting up all the business side of things and, and, and you know, because we're, we're getting to tour this album, which is such a delight. You know, I've been given the opportunity to steward so many other people's songs, so to have an opportunity to get to share with people my own, you know, my own heart, you know, puts the melody of who Jesus is to me. It's such a gift and such a joy. And so, you know, he's just been of paramount importance just the way that he has been meeting with lawyers and contracts and all those all those kind of things. So um yeah, it's it truly is our album and it feels like a baby of such. Um yeah, of which is hilarious because I thought this time, you know, say that we're in right now, I thought it was gonna we'd be having a different kind of baby, but you know, God had something else. <laughs> Mind, which again he has the his it's his timing he just it is his timing seriously <laughs> yeah. we went we went through that we were trying for over a year a year and a half and I was like okay god like what's happening and I'm so glad now looking back I'm like it was such his timing because it would have happened right when the lockdowns are on I would have had a baby in the middle of crazy oh. COVID and it was just it just the timing was amazing and so I'm like okay I can trust you it's all good yeah. <laughs> I love that because especially, you know, I've had friends that have had babies during this time and it's kind of wild. They're able to now bring out their kids, but they're not necessarily um, great with crowds or even, you know, getting, they're a little bit tentative. So, and especially, this is just, you know, first time mom, I could imagine. Yeah. You know, that's when you need you. Yes. Yeah, and you need community around you as well. And so... God is kind. It's, his timing is perfect. It's not ours, but it's kind of in the. the mm. <laughs> and seriously, like, it's so good that you're able to tour and do your own solo stuff first because having a kid, I've realized how much time it takes and how much free time I don't have anymore. <laughs> so it's like, get all that creative juices out where you can, <laughs> and then you can have a break. And I, I will say this. I, I'm so thankful, um, again, God has the most perfect time to be able to do um, even just, you know, Christian music. People are really open to, um, you know, for example, I look I look to people like Brookie, Brookie Widgetwood, who, you know, is, is one of my sweet friends. And to see her just being obedient to the call of God in her life, and she's a mom as well. And she's a wife and I'm just I'm thankful because in Christian music there's less I could be I could be wrong because I'm only just like you know stepping you know my toe into the water but it seems people are so open to you know moms traveling and just being willing to figure out a new way and um, I'm so grateful for people that have gone before me that have shown me that one you can do it you don't just have to and obviously it's always going to be a you know, I say this without having kids yet, but it's going to be a juggle and it's going to be just continual trusting in the Lord and different seasons will require different things. But I'm just thankful that people are modeling how to be a mom and still be obedient with the call of God in their life because 
you know, I, I didn't have that model growing up. I had an amazing mom and dad and my mom was a stay at home mom and we had everything that we needed. Um, but the, the thing that I didn't see modeled was, um, a, you know, a woman going after the, you know, the, the passion and the God thing that he's put in heart. Yeah. And so it's, it's a new thing to try and figure out how we're going to do this because I, again, I didn't have it modeled personally, but then again, I mean, it was a different era. It was a different time as well. And I'm so grateful for everything that my mom sacrificed for us because, you know, we had a beautiful, safe childhood, you know, and, um, and we never went looking for love anywhere else because we knew how much we were loved at home for sure. Um, but I am, yeah, I'm looking forward to whatever that looks like, motherhood and being Psycho. obedient with yeah, all the things, but it's the best. I'm, it really is. I'll call, I'll call you in a couple of years now, and I'll be like, "Cow, what the heck?" <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> so, okay, so I want to know what what was that spur that made you want to go away from, well, not away from United, but like to branch off and do your own kind of stuff. Yeah, well, to be honest, the the most simple way I could describe it would be the parable in the New Testament of um, the talent of the little, I think like, like that was a reference of, and it makes it sound like talents, like this is my gift of singing. More like talents, um, these servants were given these little money bags and the master was going away and he said, I'm going to give five to you, two to you and one to you and I want to see what you do when I return. Like have you doubled your investment? Have you been a good steward with what I've given you? And so, you know, the one with five talents doubled it, the one with two doubled it. When the master came back, he was really happy with them. And then the one that had the just the one talent, he was so he said, I was so afraid. I knew that you were a hard man, so I buried it because I was so afraid that I was gonna stuff it up. And so I've dug it up and here it is. And the master was so mad because he said, You didn't even put it in a bank to gain interest and at least bring me what I gave you. So I'm gonna take off that talent, I'm gonna give it to the one, you know. Um, that did a lot with what I gave him and you get to go when there's gnashing of teeth which I'm pretty sure that's hell which is where God is not so <laughs> I feel like where we don't want to be my to know. and I just felt like I was given the fear of the Lord of am I being a good steward with everything that God's given me and I felt like with songwriting you know I hadn't written for seven years since I moved to Sydney um, because of the time you know, I I wrote on piano and even though I grew up playing classical music, whenever I wrote music, you know, coming up with songs myself, it was just with my ear. So I could figure out later on what it was I'm playing, but it's just all on feel and vibe and, you know, all of that. And I just decided, did I want to eat or did I want to buy a piano? And I was like, I'm going to eat because I was working in retail. So <laughs> let's be honest, like half of your paycheck is you have to buy the clothes, which it was a terrible thing. Yes. Mark, Sydney life. We, we lived in Sydney for a while and, it yeah, it's tough yeah. <laughs> as yeah. a single creative. Yeah. No, <laughs> so I just said, you know, I'm, I'm going to eat. Like the piano isn't, mm-hmm. you know. But I just kind of got a little bit lazy and complacent and for seven years I didn't write. I still had my JC time, which is just my devotional time, that's what I call it. I'm with the Lord the whole time, Love you it. know. And I'm still growing in my revelation of who he was and, um, and you know, all these other opportunities of stewing, stewarding other people's songs and, you know, tours and all that kind of stuff. But I just felt like I was at, 
that little, you know, servant person that had buried the talent and was afraid. And um, it was in 2019, Jad, who I travel with in United, he actually said to me, he said, he said, um, he was sharing in a team night that we were at and it wasn't directed at me, but I definitely felt like the Holy Spirit's like, this is directed at you. And um, it was, you know, for you who songwrite and you're not willing to show people your songs, it's actually fake humility, which is pride. And I was just like, oh gosh, because I'm not willing to, you know, um, vulnerable and actually prideful because I'm, too afraid of what people think of me, which is kind of crazy because, you know, in the years preceding that, I'd had a very clear God moment with certain things of, you know, in a time when I actually had to let go of a few different things. I shaved my head and it was an outward expression of what God had done on the inside. And, you know, in, in that season, I it was a new way of walking where I wasn't ruled by people's opinions or thoughts and because that's not the way that God would have us live. He would have us you know, he's come to give us abundant life, a free life, a life and the way, the truth, and the life, and the truth sets you free. And so it was just weird that, you know, in one way we could be looking like we're living in a particular way but then be bound in something else. And so I felt like God was like, okay, you know, it's coming. <laughs> you know that you've got this thing that you just need to be. And again, like nothing was promised. You know, nothing's promised on the other side of this album. Maybe it's just I was to be obedient and I got to hear the voice of the Lord when I, you know, cried out to him and asked for a word for him to speak to me about this record, which, thank you, Jesus, he did. Because <laughs> I said, I'm not going if you don't speak, God, because I don't want to go where your presence is in. And, and, you know, he spoke the words like honey, that it's to be easy, palatable, easy to digest. Um, and the cool thing about honey is that it has healing qualities. So as it goes down, that it would heal some deep things on the inside, perhaps. Wow, I love that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's cool because I'm like, oh gosh, he spoke, so now I need to like be obedient. And um, I mean, he was so kind. You know, that that day that I had felt that impression from God, it wasn't. I wish I heard the audible voice of God. I don't. I, it was just an impression by the Holy Spirit. You know, my husband came home after being, you know, in the Hunter Valley, which is wine country, and. You know, um, he said, I got you a gift and I thought it was going to be, you know, like a rosé or a little gin <laughs> or something because I'm a special lady. Yes. Um, and I, he gave me a brown paper bag. He said, I just saw it and thought of you, which kind of tells you everything you need to know about my husband. He just lives a surrendered life to Jesus and the Holy Spirit speaking all the time and he just picks up on it and isn't thinking anything of it. You know? It's kind of the, the classic child of God that we all should be, um, that it's we're just, you know, we're not even, we're oblivious to when God's working in and through us. Um, and so he gave me this brown paper bag and I opened it and it was a jar of honey. Oh, wow. And I said, it, was, it was wild. So I said, okay, God's cool. A jar of honey. Here we go. So this solo album has been like a fair few years in the works. Like how did it all come together in the first place? Um, you know, at the end of 2019, I texted Joel and I just said, hey, because he was the one that kind of floated like a payer album, you know, a couple of years before. Ah. When I say he floated it, I mean like he sent it through like, you know, it was when Wonder in the Wild before the album came out and we were coming up with all these like different ways to, um, you know, tour and, and promote the album, all that kind of stuff. And then he put this little aside and he said, and yeah, we should do a payer album. Didn't tell me anything. 
he sent it to everybody in United and then he messages me and he goes, I'm so sorry. I realize we've never talked about it. Is this something that you want to do? And, um, you know, I'm so grateful for Jolie because, you know, um, he was the one that was just like kind of calling out something in me that maybe I just didn't have guts to even recognize as there or that maybe I can do that. So I was like, oh gosh. So I texted him in 2019 knowing that we had, you know, set up at the start, which is wild. You know, in 2019, we said the first six months of 2020, we were going to be working on a record. And so it's kind of crazy that, you know, we had always set that time aside. And so 2019, I sent him a song and I was like, just tell me honestly, you've never heard any of my stuff. Is this good? Like, do you think this is good? And I was like, don't sugarcoat it. Don't be like the big brothers. Like, that's so good. And you're like, why? So to him and he's like this is epic he's like it's so different I love it and I was like great I can do this I think it's just the encouragement that I needed so then when we you know I get this word from God and then the week you know like honey a week later in 2020 the world shuts down so then the whole plan that we had for this to record it you know in Nashville and London and come to OC and all this stuff like done it's like okay let's pivot how do we do this on zoom but it was the gift of God to me. I think it would be a completely different record if I had been in person. It would have been written for me because on Zoom, I got to find my own voice. That mute button allowed me to, you know, gather courage because I was writing in our little one-bedroom apartment rental that we were in in Sydney. I was in my home. I felt comfortable. I was writing with people that I didn't really know across the world, which kind of helped me. And I was like, oh, I don't really care if I stuff it up you know like but you know they don't really know me so it's okay they became some of my closest friends now. um but it was just such a gift to you know just unmute and go what do you guys think about this because I just had a moment to gather my thoughts you know and I would sit there and play piano and they go what do you guys think so again it's you know the way that God works is amazing and it's better than our most excellently laid plans but it's never in our own timing nor in the way that we think it should happen. And yet, again, if I've learned anything from my life, it's the fact that God does good and he is good and it's better than my best. Amen to that. So true. And before we go, we're going to have a listen to your track, All Eyes on You. Can you tell us a little bit about that one? Yes. All Eyes on You is just a beautiful, simple worship song that came out of um, – a sermon I couldn't get out of my heart and head um, since I heard it in 2019. It was the first opportunity that I was given to go out just as Tayer and get to um, lead worship at a you know a different conference, a, a church that wasn't our own in Canada. And there was a beautiful, humble yet seasoned pastor that Daryl W. Johnson. He just felt that his mandate was to. Um, to help young worship leaders understand who it was that they were actually worshiping and having, you know, sound theology. It was beautiful. And you could just tell because he was, again, so humble. He is so humble. And he shared from Isaiah 6, and he also then correlated um, Revelations 4 and 5 with that text. It was the same kind of uh, vision and moment in heaven, but Jesus had in you know in between those those two contexts, um, Jesus had come to the world as a baby in the most humble form, 
and he had lived the most perfect life and he died for us taking on all of the sins of the entire world and every human that would ever be um so we would never have to die that death because of sin you know for all of fallen short of the glory of the lord we've all sinned we're all sinners and we needed saving and jesus came and died the most perfect sacrificial death for all of us so that we could be reunited and three days later he rose in victory resurrected king i know and we've just celebrated easter so it's kind of um crazy that this song will get to be released on good friday and um and i just love it because you know this pastor was talking about this snapshot in heaven and um the difference was what jesus had done on the earth and how it had changed this moment in heaven. And it was particularly um, in description of these creatures that were flying around um, the throne. And I couldn't get it out of my eyes that, you know, they had these like wings and they they were covered in eyes, but they had to cover their legs. They, they weren't allowed to look upon um, being on the throne. But in Revelation 4 and 5, it has the exact same description um, of these creatures, and yet what was now in the throne room was 24 elders, which means that what Jesus did on the cross and then being resurrected uh, and living victoriously is that he has invited 24 people in to come and worship these elders, and they were invited in to worship. And then also these creatures that before weren't allowed to look upon the upon upon the Lord because he's so holy, they were allowed to look, and it says they were all eyes. And I just couldn't get that out of my out of my head, the fact that not only are those creatures allowed to behold the beauty of the Lord and worship him and stand in his presence, so are we invited in, that we are not knocked down. You know, back in the in the Old Testament, they had um, ministers in the Holy of Holies, and they had to tie ropes around themselves just in case they had a secret sin that they had never um kind of divulged or told anyone about and they got knocked down in the presence of God and they had to drag them out dead. Like it's, you know, the crazy thing is he's the same God yesterday, today and forever. And so he's still just as holy, but sometimes we have just become so complacent and forgotten about the holiness of God. And so I kind of had this like revelation of he is so holy. He is so pure. He's so beautiful and he's so invitational. He's, he's let us come in and so that's what this song was about. It's something that I just couldn't get out of my heart and I just didn't know how to really, you know, finish the song and write it. I kind of came to a session and I just had like, you are holy, so holy, what can I say? You are holy, so holy. And Anyway, a friend took the song, they finished it with another friend, which is a very unconventional way of songwriting. But when I heard the demo, I just wept and I said, oh, Lord, you're so kind that you would bring this friend in who I've never met before, but put a full stop and finished and kind of, he brought the, um, he brought the crux of the song, which is the, all eyes on you. All eyes. Yeah, like it was just, again, you know, when you just surrender, you're like, Lord, have your way. He's so kind. And he just, if someone needs to be in there to help you finish and put a full stop to then he'll do it. So that is all eyes on you. Yay. I'm so excited. I love it so much. I I was just had a quick listen like before the interview to prepare and then I just got into worship and I played it over and over and I was like, wow, this is really powerful. There's something special in this. So 
congratulations on your own stuff and I'm really looking forward to hearing your whole album, Taya. Oh, thank you so much, Mel. Thank you for having me and thank you for even just being, you know, willing to listen to them. I pray that these these songs and this album would just um, encourage you to lean into Jesus and I pray that you would hear his voice um, louder than my own in this. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.